Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. Chapter 72 of Dragon Ball Super Saiyans and Cerulean's. I am joined pretty much as always uh, for these manga reviews by my friends Marcus and Reese. Fellas, how are you doing? Good, brother. Super Dope. Super Dope. I liked Marcus's answers better. I know that we all have some feelings about this chapter this month. Uh, Reese felt very strongly about particular points. We already talked about it in the group chat a little bit. That group chat's going to be making its way to a Discord real soon. And that's mainly me telling that to the Patreon people. So be on the lookout for that information. But uh, there'll be some channels for the non-Patreon listeners as well. So we'll talk about it. Who gives a shit? Anyway... We have feelings about this chapter, but I also have feelings about other stuff. Um, before I get my stuff out, you guys have feelings about stuff? Marcus, do you have any stuff you have feelings about? Man, I'm always feeling on something. You know what I mean? That sounded worse than you meant it. What you feeling on this week? <laughs> no, listen, man. I I could go in a million different directions, but uh, I'll probably just keep it to Dragon Ball for now. I don't want to bog everything down. All right, Marcus will punt this time to me. Reese, my friend, how are you? You got some shit to be pissed off about? Fuck yeah. This fucking Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan fucking UI thing that they're trying to go for. It's not happening. Oh, Do not yeah. make it fucking happen. Right out the gate, Reese is very upset that they're going to make him buy a whole new line of action figures. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I was, yeah, I was pretty happy with it, man. It was a good chapter. I like the fight scenes and shit. I hope that when they do animate it and the anime comes back that they choose the right voice for Granola. Yes, I do agree. And we were talking a little bit before, like uh, at least for the dub voices, because it's not like we have a, it's not like we have a very deep understanding of uh, the, the voice actor talent in Japan, you know, but finding the right voice for Zamasu in English, you know, if they did something along, I said Zamasu, uh, Granola, if they did something along the lines of Zamasu, what they did with their voice actor, uh, David Gray, aka James Marsters, I feel like that might be appropriate. Just bring the man back. I'm all for it. Um, all right, so that was a very pertinent beef to have, I guess we'll say, because it's about Dragon Ball. My beefs are also about Dragon Ball. Well, the first one isn't. Uh, rest in peace, Paul Mooney. We lost Paul Mooney this week. I've been very upset about it. Uh, pioneer in comedy and uh, black comedy specifically, but comedy in general. Uh, his presence will be felt for a long time to come. His radical honesty and candor will be missed. He didn't make you feel like a racist with his set. You must not have gotten to the end of his set yet. Uh, so that's first thing I'm a little upset about this week. Second thing I'm upset about this week was some people asked if uh, we'd gotten some. Um, confirmation of Dragon Ball Super returning as a series. And this was within a couple of days of the movie in 2022 being confirmed. So Goku Day happens. We get confirmation of the movie uh, coming out in 2022. Somebody managed to somebody, uh, a bunch of people managed to make some content out of um, a projected release date about that movie. We don't really know. We'll know when they want us to know. That's the answer there. Uh, but within a couple of days of, of those speculative video topics, there was a interview translated with a animator, I believe, in Thailand who works for Toei as like a 
uh, I don't, I don't know, like a freelancer, a contractor. I don't know what the proper terminology would be, but they basically said something about being excited about the return of the anime in this conversation as they wrapped it up. And uh, some people jumped the gun and took that as confirmation as, uh, you know, this person just let it slip. Cat's out of the bag. Anime is definitely returning. And then uh, like four hours passed and the person who originally translated it said, oh, you know, I, I might have slipped up a bit. Actually, what they might have meant more clearly here was they're excited for when the anime will come back. Like not confirmation of it being in production, not confirmation of it existing, none of that. So, um, you know, people having questions about the return of the anime is pretty annoying because people couldn't wait a couple of hours before they made their videos about it, making big old announcements, uh, specifically invoking the word vindication. If you listen to the episode I did last week with Napoleon the Legend about Shunsuke Kikuchi, the beginning of it, I, I made a very conscious decision to not talk about this, even though I was fucking fired up. Probably a good decision in retrospect because, let's be real, I'm still fired up now. Imagine how pissed I was three or four days ago. But the word vindication, when I hear that word, I, I think of that goddamn, um, that fucking stupid dashboard confessional song from Spider-Man 2. I don't want to go through the lyrics of it, but I, I do uh, briefly recall it starts with something like, vindicated i am selfish i am wrong i am right i swear i'm right i swear i knew it all along i think that's pretty much what chris ender cabrera was what fucking saying back in the day to my emo little kid self but vindication as defined by uh, some dictionary that google just gave me vindication the noun the action of clearing someone of blame or suspicion uh second definition Proof that someone or something is right, reasonable, or justified. Hold, hold, hold there, Kyle. Just okay. hold there. Okay, go ahead. Let that marinate just for a minute. Okay, yeah, I'll just breathe a little bit heavier on it. Should I read it again for dramatic effect? One more time. Get, give it to the listeners one more time, both definitions, and then let those just breathe for a second. Vindication. Noun, the action of clearing someone of blame or suspicion. Second definition, proof that someone or something is right, reasonable, or justified. I'll pause for dramatic effect now while I sip my beer. YouTube.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope if you want to see me sip the beer. Ooh, that was a good beer. So let me give you the timeline as clearly as I've ever broken it down in ever of these episodes. I've done some very convoluted, loosely veiled, thinly veiled bullshit shots. Let me, let me tell you how this went. Okay. Uh, Dragon Ball Super ended in March of 2018. This is all from memory, by the way. I've just decided to do this. This was not on my outline. So you guys don't even know that I planned to do this. So you're welcome. Uh, Dragon Ball Super ends in March of 2018. The way in which Dragon Ball Super ends in 2018, they kind of let us know in the final credits that this isn't the end of the series and that it will continue and that we'll see you all again very soon. Uh, once the manga catches up to the Tournament of Power, I think at the beginning of the following year, we realize that 
they're going to continue on past the Tournament of Power, and that's when we start to see the beginning of the Galactic Prisoner arc and Moro and all of that. So that's like the end of 2018, the beginning of uh, 2019. January of 2019, Anime AJ comes out with a video confirming that the super anime, Trooper, as they started to call it back then, uh, was already in production or pre-production and uh, was already being planned. It was definitely coming back. Um, and they got this from a source, I believe, in like a Toei licensing office from Europe or something. It was a very kind of, you know, they didn't want to completely or directly divulge their source or whatever, but that was about as specific as they got. Somebody who worked in a licensing department with Toei and some kind of European market, which makes sense because Anime AJ is from the UK, I guess. I don't, I don't know which country. Who cares? Two months later, March of 2019, Danny Geekdom, friend of the show, comes out and says basically the exact same thing that Anime AJ had said about six weeks previous. And I just, I thought to myself, holy shit, am I having a stroke? Is there some kind of lapse in my memory? Am I making things up? I could have sworn this news already broke. We covered it here on the, on the show at the time. Like, I, I know that I talked about it. I know I didn't make this up. Let me go find the video that AJ posted in January of 2019. So I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, this video, am I crazy? Did I imagine this video? Did I have a dream about this video that oddly matched this fucking specific details that Danny Geekdom just put out in his most recent video in March of 2019? What's going on here? This bothered me so much to the point that I contacted Anime AJ and said, hey, like, this is going to be weird. It's going to sound weird. I'm going to sound like a crazy person. But did you have a video sometime in early January? I remember it being early January because we didn't get any news from Jump Festo, which is typically between Christmas and New Year's. It's typically that week. Everyone expected, you know, eight months after Super Ending, uh, we we already had some clear indication they were moving beyond the Tournament of Power. It would be a prime time opportunity for them to announce the return of the anime. We got nothing. A few weeks later, however, Anime AJ confirms the thing's already in pre-production. I contact AJ. I'm like, dude, did I imagine that? Am I on drugs? Like, I know that I drink a bit, you know, smoke some weed here and there, but I don't think that I drink or smoke enough to have imagined what you said in that video. What's the deal? And, and he he confirmed for me that that video was taken down and it was deleted. And I thought to myself, that's really strange. Why would you give up some kind of groundbreaking news to have Homeboy repost it in March of 2019? Homeboy being Danny Geekdom. Um, and then it dawned on me at the same time all of this is happening, you have the Vic McNogna stuff happening. And people are having a really bad time with... Uh, with Kamehacon at that point in time, six weeks before Kamehacon of May of 2019, Danny makes this announcement. He's got a big vested interest in making sure that this thing is a success, even though there's been this, you know, uh, very public kickback against the convention for deciding to host Vic. And he makes this weird fucking announcement about how he's got confirmation that the, the series is already back in production. And it gets picked up everywhere, including Newsweek on their fucking actual website. And it never came true. 
we expected that at that point we could maybe expect the the return in maybe July uh or maybe um I guess October it would be. And July and October came and went. We never had an announcement or even an inkling about anything. The manga continues to roll out month to month. COVID happened in 2020. Best fucking thing that could have happened in this kid's story, in my opinion. Holy shit. This is what drives me crazy about this. Is he he has the perfect built-in excuse to be like, yeah, this is why my prediction didn't come true. Because 2020, a plague happened and derailed everything in the goddamn world. No, <laughs> no, no, no. He's too proud to say that shit. He's too proud to say that shit. He's just going to continue to say that what he said back then was accurate. It was correct. It was right. And it's just taken a full two plus years or whatever to, to get to where he already knew it was going to go. I could predict that in two years, I'm going to have a fucking birthday party. I don't have a birthday party every year. I'm weird. But I could predict in two years that I'm going to have a birthday party at like a fucking restaurant or something. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. If it happens, am I vindicated? I could predict one year that there's going to be a blizzard where I live. If the blizzard happens two or three years later, did I predict the blizzard or did I just make some kind of statement that was pretty much obvious to everybody? When Dragon Ball Super wrapped up as a series, me and whoever the fuck else was on the show, probably Brandon, Mike, we all knew this is not a forever thing. This is just a matter of time thing. Does that mean we were right in predicting the comeback of the series? The kid played everybody just like he did a couple of weeks ago, last week with this animator translator thing. I got to do it with him a little bit. I'll be honest. I sent you guys a screenshot of it. He shared a link to it on his Facebook and is like, get excited, everybody. And it was like Dragon Ball Super Return confirmed with a question mark. And I was like, yo, that question mark doesn't instill confidence in anybody. And then the vindication shit happens at the beginning of his video where he's like, I'm vindicated. I told you guys. I Everyone thought I was a lawyer and that I didn't have a source. Dude, how does this vindicate anybody anywhere? I don't understand how you think this makes you look good. And then a few hours after that video comes out where he blabs about being vindicated, they're like, yeah, this is a translation error. This guy who's a fucking like extra contractor uh, animator in Thailand. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on at Toei back in Japan. Like from a, a big grand scheme perspective, he's just talking shit to his local paper or whatever about being an accomplished animator working for one of the most prolific fucking animation companies in the goddamn world. You took the mistranslation from that article into some clickbait about how it's confirmed question mark. And then you started off with about how you're vindicated because your prediction quote unquote came true to in almost now nah, I'll say two years later, it's just over two years later. What fucking reality is this kid living in? I feel bad for him. I genuinely feel bad for him. I saw people go to bat for this fucking kid this week. Kid, kids who I see him, he openly rips on them and says weird fucked up shit about their wives and stuff. I, I saw those kids go to bat and be like, you know, he can be conceited and he can make brave, bold uh, predictions like this and then be proven right. He's got the right to do it because he had a tough life growing up. Having a tough life growing up does not give you the uh, the right to be a dick to anybody or make jokes about banging their wives. That's first of all. 
Second of all, hey, buddy, you already won the goddamn game. I don't think anyone's ever going to master Dragon Ball YouTube like you have. You can get the fucking chip off your shoulder shit. Get it out. Get it out and get it away because goddamn, does it make people dislike you? Third of all, just admit that you were wrong. I'm not saying go so far as to admit the shit that I've accused you of and say that you did this to help sell tickets to a convention you had a financially vested interest in. But maybe consider that being honest would probably be more advantageous to you than digging your heels in and continuing to insist that you were right about something you were clearly wrong about. And when you invoke a word like vindicated, goddamn, does it make people not want to believe that you're vindicated? People who feel that they have to be vindicated are people who feel that they did something wrong in the first place, which if you didn't do something wrong in the first place, why would you choose to use a word like vindicated? I don't know. Maybe that's just me reading too deeply into the words that he's chosen to use. Either way, you guys got any feelings before I wrap this up and try to talk about the manga and I'm all hyped up? Yeah, so I'm a little bit about this. So even when the first translation came out right after, you know, he had came out and said that, yeah, the, the movie was coming, the the animator in, in I guess, Thailand, Thailand. or whatever. Yeah, is it, the the very first translation that came out if you go back and read that it doesn't read even in a mistranslation if you have any ability to decipher what is in front of you it does not read and say that it is specifically coming back it reads as just as what got cleared up in the mistranslation when the when they retranslated it it reads just like that it's, it's worded a little different, but it, the gist of it is still the same. It's I'm excited for this new anime. And it, when I read it the first time, I said, this guy's just saying the same thing that I would be saying whenever I got the movie news. I'm excited for the movie to come. I'm excited for the new anime. If the, if the anime ever comes back, we don't know if that's even going to happen at this point. Oh, it will. Well, I'm sure it will. It's and too it much. will, and when it does, homeboy will be like, "I'm vindicated again." But but it's too it's too big of a global product not for it to come back at this point. But still, we could go out and and I'll go on record right now on this podcast. Hell yeah, this podcast that nobody gives a shit about but us. But yes, Dragon Ball Super Dope. Super Dope. May twenty second. I am going to state Dragon Ball Super will continue. In the fall of 2023. Okay. All right. Cool. So what if it happens before? Are you still vindicated? I'll be vindicated because I said that it's coming back. It drives me because it's just so fucking stupid to think about. And it's stupid. It's it's the people who still continue to suck up to this kid about how wrong he was, but still continue to blindly defend. It's like the same kind of kids who were like, yeah, January 6th didn't happen. Trump's still the president. It's that kind of mentality, that blind loyalty. You know what I mean? It, it's so with that, I, I can actually, it, it gives you insight into how a cult can come to be. Right? Yeah, this, except his call is actually no similar kind of cult dynamic. Actually, Trump can elevate a political candidate by giving them some sort of support. If they obviously would benefit by being in his good graces. And so they're like, yes, fucking geekdom, you are correct by saying that you were correct back then, even though we've been in the fucking lurch for the last two years, wondering if, you know, why you told us that shit that 
you probably didn't have any kind of source on. I also want to be very clear. I'm not calling him a cult leader, right? I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is it's the same kind of mentality, right? You have somebody who is at the top who who has potentially some knowledge, right, that, that may be beneficial and, and he may or may not be able to use that knowledge in a way that he can hold power over others. We all want it, right? We want it so bad that we want the news to be true. So he is playing on the fact that we want the news to be true. And we will do anything in, that we can to make that happen. Including watch a fucking 10-minute video of him pontificating on if it's going to fucking happen or not. He had a very nice May, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. He had a, a very profitable month of May. It's almost as if he benefits from positive Dragon Ball news to announce. Well, he's vindicated. It's like the idea of fucking Elon Musk, you know, fucking pumping and dumping Dogecoin. You know what I mean? Like, he mentioned shit, so it gets him fucking traction, revenue, whatever the fuck, and then kind of just slinks away from it. Like, yeah, you know, we have some new information to reconsider. Like, dude, you made a bold and wild claim not too long ago. Don't fucking make it sound like you didn't, and don't make it sound like you were right back then. Leveraging small bits of information to your advantage is nothing new. What P.T. Barnum does. Did? He did. Circus fuck. Speaking of circus fucks, Reese lives in fucking circus world because there's kangaroos that live there. How, how's Australia doing, Reese? How do you feel about Gake them 101, Mike? Well, let me fucking tell you exactly what I posted on his thing that he didn't even fucking reply to because he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. I, I leave very thoughtful commentary on all of his shit and he just chooses to ignore me and interact with everyone else. Am I salty about it? No, but did I notice it? Yeah. Okay, they said from the fucking start, Dragon Ball Super is going on hiatus for a bit. They were letting that other TV show take the slot for a while. Kintaro. That's the one. Um, obviously, they had issues with production because they had no fucking story to go on. It was all fucking basically how Toriyama felt that day. Whatever made him hard. And um, yeah, so they said from the start, it's it's... It's going away for a bit, guys. But it's going to come back. Now, just because you fucking say, oh, I heard this, this makes me vindicated because I've heard it's coming back and I knew all along I had the, I was the, the original person, blah, blah, blah. No, no, you weren't. The, the company was the original people that said, it's coming back. You're taking a stab in the dark and saying when it may or may not come back. Like, and it's all on hope. Because that's what we're we're all fucking going on here. Yeah. Now I also watched that fucking uh, video he put up about the movie, and this is this is how I don't understand how someone can call themselves vindicated. Now this is a fucking direct quote from his fucking mouth uh -oh. on that fucking video, which is, "I believe the movie will come in summer, or winter of 2022, or some other time in the year." Definitely, definitely yeah, a topic yeah. worthy of making a video about, right? Yeah. Fucking, what the fuck does that even mean? So if it comes out at some time that year, does that make you fucking right? Because you've put fucking blurred lines saying it could come out here then or there. You've literally covered the whole fucking year. Why not just name all fucking four seasons, idiot? 
but that's honestly his game. Like, like, like Marcus said, little bits of information, leveraging those things to be able to do whatever. Clear as fucking mud, mate. That's what it is. Clear as fucking mud. Clear as mud. I love that fucking expression. Pissing, pissing in the fucking wind. Pissing in the fucking wind. I guarantee I put my left testicle on this, guys. The fucking Olympics, we are getting some sort of fucking tease about the movie because it is the fucking grand stage of the world. Everyone's watching. Goku's ambassador, boom, it is happening. Some sort of teaser of this fucking movie is happening or information. We are quick, somebody clip this and make a YouTube video. Quick, quick, do it now. Quick, quick, do it now. Stay up all night to make a YouTube video out of this fucking relevant information that's going to not be very relevant very soon and probably wrong in the first place. Quick, do it. Do it now. And I will be vindicated. Vindicated. You are selfish. You are wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I respect the fact that dude's a Dragon Ball fan. He loves it more than anything in this world. I get it. I do. I'm saying myself. Don't talk shit that you can't back up. And if you're going to fucking talk shit, have the fucking balls to come back and say, you know what? I fucked up, guys. Put my hand up. Own your shit. Not only don't talk shit that you can't back up. Yeah. Like you said, admit when you're admit when you're wrong do that don't double down and be like no i was right all along i don't care what you say because goddamn does that make you look like a fucking child like this oh. idiot even said the other day oh i think that um cooler could be like the cells of broly and freezer then he could just be like op and all this stuff i was like really out of all the fucking left side of fucking theories wait who said that that's what you coming up with yeah wait homeboy said that he said that on that fucking same video how oh, cool would it be dude i got i got to i got to the vindicated part in the beginning and i said you've got to be fucking kidding me first of all like, not putting yourself on camera you, you're not looking fucking great probably. second of all you, really that fucking fanfic bullshit is what he trotted out as a theory <laughs> I, like I've said, okay, we have a bit of a group chat going on, everyone, and fucking, I don't know, I was a bit fucking, I got left alone too much on my own and got thinking about this movie. I came out with some fucking weird things like, Cooler could be Freezer's kid, Prodigy, fucking boom, there you go. Broly and fucking Chile could have a baby named Pycon. Shit like that. Yeah, you're doing better drugs than Danny, but continue. <laughs> But, you know, I've said it on our little private group chat. There are so many ways we could go with this. But that one of Broly and Freezer DNA mixing to possibly become cooler is the fucking dumbest I've ever That's heard. really what the pitch was for that. <laughs> how do they, how does the DNA find each other? Why do they, who makes the DNA put the... Dragon Balls. <laughs> uh, okay. Look, all right, yeah. the the guy does pretty good work. All right, I'll I'll give him very successful. He'll let you know that he makes between ten and twenty grand a fucking month doing what he does, and that when he has good months making these clickbait videos that people click on, that you guys apparently had to watch. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I I am I, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. He does good work with the things that he knows. Right. Yes. So he does those, a he does a great amount of research. He definitely. D- he knows how to make a good out. He's a great uh, editor for those deep dive videos that he does. He's very knowledgeable in his research. Here's my thing about that. There is nothing out there that he is going to find on his own. 
He is a recycler with a much bigger mouthpiece at the end of the recycling fucking mechanism. He figured out the algorithm. He sorted at the right time. He made a lot of relevant content. He works the algorithm at all. He's the kind of dude who will stay up till seven o'clock in the morning for manga leaks or whatever to be the first person to make a video. Those are all things that are very true. And I definitely speak to the dude's work ethic. However, that does not excuse his fucking behavior in public or how advantageous he uh, doesn't think that he is when it comes to how he plans his content and what he says in his content and how he chooses to present himself. Not not knocking the hustle by any stretch of the imagination, but maybe toning down the bullshit and the fucking ego. All right, so Mega Chapter 72, Saiyans and Cerulean's. Let's get it. Let's do it. Let's get it. So, I don't know if you guys saw this coming for this chapter. I personally feel vindicated having called it last month, but (laughs) Goku and Vegeta are going to fight Granola. They finally show up on Planet Serial. They're given brought there by, uh, what is it, Maki and Oil, right? The big one and the little lady one. Yes. And, you know, they're still going with this ruse of, um, you know, he's a big bad villain guy. They've told Granola that these two Saiyans are hitmen for Frieza. It's a pretty tough situation that's about to uh, be met from either side because they got revenge on the brain or fighting strong dudes on the brain on the other side. Granola, I don't, I don't think that Maki and Oil, Maki and Oil, yeah. yeah. All right. I keep thinking that gas, the little one that's with the lek, is oil because oil is better than gas, right? Is it? Probably not. No, electricity's top of the chart. And then gas, because that's a cleaner, more efficient energy burn. And then oil. And then. Maki? What the fuck is Maki? Isn't that like some fish shit? Yeah, you got me. I don't know. Somebody Google Maki. Is it steam? Could be. Listen, I've read one definition already today. I will read the definition of Maki. Japanese dish consisting of sushi and raw vegetables wrapped in seaweed. Doesn't help me at all. Maybe she's a commentary about the dietary... uh, habits of Japanese people and how much they like sushi and raw rice and seafood and stuff. I get autologous cultured uh, chrondocytes on porcine collagen membrane. Sounds like some science and nerd shit I'm all set with. Anyway, they've successfully filled Goku and Vegeta into going there to fight Granola. Um, Doesn't take very long for Granola to start doing his crazy I don't really know if it's like a, a sharpshooter kind of thing, but just shooting out all these crazy blasts as Goku and Vegeta are trying to track him down and look for him. Um, he's pretty evidently suppressing his key so that way they can't find him anywhere. I guess this is kind of like the first hint, maybe. Like Vegeta says, you know, we do that. We we suppress our key. It's no wonder that uh, we can't find him. Maybe he's doing a similar kind of thing to what we do. And I'm like, ooh. Interesting. He's already got one of your skills and he seems to be better at it than you guys do. Um, meanwhile, while they're getting acclimated to this planet, we get a cut back over to Elec and Gas. Wrote that down in my notes. And they're on the way to Planet Cereal. Uh, I almost said Cereal. Not the name. Planet Cereal. 
Uh, and they have this little exchange. We kind of talked about it, I think, last month where we're expecting gas to play some sort of role because they've hinted that it's probably the most powerful person in their gang or whatever. They have this exchange about we haven't been back to Planet Serial for 40 years or so. And, you know, don't worry, it's not going to be like last time gas implying that, you know, some kind of big freak out, maybe some destructive nature came out of gas last time. Like, you know, I, I threw out the wild shit that maybe gas would be like a potential fusion partner for Frieza or something because they made mention of him being of equal power to Frieza. But this, what we saw, I think is a pretty good indication that we're going to see some kind of uh, massive intervention from this character at a certain point. See what happens. Pretty quick little uh, change. What you guys have any predictions on what's going to happen with gas? Haven't seen this this month. I don't know. I think he's like, Hopefully in the next chapter we'll get like a fucking memory, a bit of a memory scene from him of like what happened to him. Like, I don't know, maybe he was friends with like Granola or something growing up. That's why they kind of like sort of have that fucking, that intense feeling when they see each other. Maybe they were friends and something happened like Granola stole his girl or something like that. <laughs> don't fuck my girl, Granola. That's not cool. I think, yeah, I think that, um, something obviously happened pretty bad when he was on there, obviously. I don't know. I, I don't know if you, you would say he's a kid from the Planet Serial, maybe like an orphan kid or something like that. And he was there when the Saiyans attacked and all that shit and he couldn't do anything and maybe his orphan family died. I don't know. There's so many ways you go with it, but yeah. I don't know. I think that it will hopefully next week we'll get a bit deeper into uh, next week, next month we'll get a bit deeper into what happened to Gas on Serial. Marcus? He's an interesting character. He's He's got some serious character designs and, and the art leads us to believe that he is at least powerful. You know, we've gotten the the little bit of a heads up saying that he's equal to Frieza, maybe even stronger than Frieza. Um, but his the way that they design his character is, is is extremely different from the other three individuals. So as I look at him, he's he's got a, a constant furrowed brow. You know, he's always looks like he's pissed off all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminds me a little bit of Kid Boo, and you know, just the the same kind of demeanor. Um, obviously the size is, is, yeah, I was going to say stature as well. Yeah. Very small. Um, and he, he's got this, um, he wears a a headband with, it looks almost like teeth hanging down off of it. I guess, I don't know if it's teeth or just some kind of an ornament or whatever, but none of the other three wear anything like that. They don't wear any kind of a headdress at all. So they do wear necklaces, but they don't have anything like that on it, on their head. But, you know, I, I'm just curious to see what this individual ends up doing. I, I thought that he was going to be some throwaway character that was going to be there as a, as a design to show off Granola's power, that he was going to be a catalyst for Granola to test out his strength. But as this chapter played out, it, it continues to look like he's going to be a little more of a formidable foe going forward. I actually don't think we get much Frieza uh, it, through the rest of this, this uh, the next coming months, the next couple of chapters. I don't think we get to see Frieza at all. I think this guy is going to be 
gas is going to be our main villain in some capacity. That would actually make a lot of sense. Actually, in my notes today, I started, you know, writing it down. Like, so much of this arc has been driven by Frieza motivations. Like, we want to get revenge on Frieza. We want to take over this position from Frieza. Um, and then Goku and Vegeta are just like, yeah, you know, we know that guy. Uh, but we've yet to actually see him in the last several chapters. And I can't help but think to myself, like, when will we see him? That's a good point, man. We might not see him at all. And this whole thing could kind of play itself out without Frieza getting involved at all. Um, and that's why they kind of give Gas that designation early on, like somebody who could be as strong, if not stronger than Frieza. I, I mean, we've already seen them fight Frieza a couple of times already. So if you want to give us somebody who's worthy to enter the fight here against them, uh, you know, Granola, perfect. You know, but we also know that Granola's got like a, a finite timeline to keep in mind and that he's not actually an evil person and has more or less pure intentions. I don't know how pure you want to gauge revenge, but whatever. Um, we would need a more like proper villain for this arc, and Gas could be that villain. Mark it down, guys. Gas gonna be the proper villain of this Granola the Survivor arc. It's not gonna be Granola the Survivor. It's gonna be Gas the Survivor, and we will be vindicated. We are selfish. We are wrong, but we are right. We swore we're right. We swore we knew it all along. Marcus, good call, baby. I don't think we'll see Freezer until I figure out what they're doing with the movie. I want to see Freezer show up at the end and be like, "Yo, what the fuck y'all doing? <laughs> oh, you guys just all fought each other? Wild." He's probably just like sitting up on a mountain, just watching it all, just laughing. <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit. I think he's just like, yo, I'm trying to get my, my money up again. I used to be really rich. I'm not as rich these days because I've been dead for 20 years. <laughs> and, and I hope that the writers are going to try to move away from Frieza being the catalyst for everything in this universe. Yeah, I know that Frieza is connected to everything because he was such a dominant figure in the universe, right? He dominated for millennia or however long you know we don't know how long he was in, in power but roughly 40 years if you want to go back to the beginning of the yeah. movie. but but no it, even even in this case like he's still a bit of a catalyst and that he's the revenge or the motivation for a couple of characters yeah that's fine doesn't necessarily mean i need to see him like if they just have him serve in that kind of capacity like almost as if he's still dead because wouldn't it's not like that would be the first time that they've had some kind of Although maybe I'm making that up. I don't know that for a fact off the top of my head. This wouldn't be, I was about to say, this wouldn't be the first time we've seen somebody else motivated off the fact. I mean, I guess Kula would be that. He motivated off the fact that Frieza existed and was defeated and that Homeboy is more powerful or whatever. I'm rambling a little too much. My point is I'm okay with Frieza never showing up in this arc and he's already served his purpose in this story by just, being the excuse for this character, these these characters for getting together in the first place. Fuck yeah, I'm happy about that. I don't want to see Team Rocket Freezer back again. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have Freezer show back up, make sure he's murdering somebody of value because yeah, otherwise you're demeaning the man, and I don't appreciate it. I think um, Granola and Vegeta will end up having the conversation about Freezer between them because. Obviously, Vegeta seems to know something about the Cerulean's, which I'm sure we'll get into, but like he will probably sit down and explain to him like what happened with the Saiyans and Freezer, why, what happened on Serial, et cetera, et cetera. Or it might just be another fucking rewrite, like Broly sort of thing, too powerful, this fucking planet, so they had to die. Yeah, I could see that. 
Um, with Vegeta, he makes the conscious decision to not fight at the same time as Goku later on in the chapter. Well, we'll get to why that could or could not happen. Um, that could be a good excuse as to why, like he needs to stay conscious to have that conversation. But I have other uh, suspicions. I think he did what Goku did in um, fucking Battle of Gods, where Goku was just chilling, just watching Vegeta take him on, and he's like, "Oh yeah." I'll see how he moves and all that. That's what I think that direction Vegeta was going for. Yeah, that could be a could be a callback to that. Um, I guess we'll see what Vegeta's intentions are a little more purely once we get there in the story. But before that fight even happens, they have a bunch of uh, very accurate key blasts to have to dodge. They are going for their particular vital points and and weak spots because granola is mechanized. I super accurate. He can basically slow down and see the biology within somebody's body and like how they're, how many, you know, how quickly their heart's beating and how they're breathing. And I think we got a really interesting panel uh, in that, that flurry of key blast as well. So uh, you had Vegeta was in super Saiyan form and Goku was still in base form and Goku is, kind of tapped into his ultra instinct a little bit. You can see he he kind of focuses in, closes his eyes a little bit, and he's shifting away from all of these key blasts. While Vegeta is, it's very clear that he is just kind of powering his way through. And I think that dynamic was extremely interesting because after Goku gets hit with one of those key blasts, Vegeta tells him, stop you know, trying to think about ultra instinct and move with your mind, try to avoid these with your mind. Like, let's look and just get through it and see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that dynamic was very interesting because it, I think it shows that, that it's really echoing the same kind of things that we've seen a lot from Goku and Vegeta in their training. Vegeta is, is just moving towards this overwhelming power of, I am just going to destroy everything in my path. And Goku is going towards a, a more finesse route. It works around things. It works around the rules. And I, I, the, the couple of panels with the key blast really was so interesting to me visually as, as much. And I would love to see that animated and how that gets played out in animation because I think it would be so fun to watch. Yeah. Actually, each, each month, though, I break it out like kind of like how many episodes can we chunk out of each respective chapter? And when I do that in my brain, that scene in particular, I'm like, holy shit, I cannot wait to see. I, I presume Super Saiyan Vegeta and, you know, not fully transformed UI Goku, but UI ish Goku going through those key blasts. That's going to be a very cheap episode for them to animate i feel but it could be a fucking beautifully animated episode at the same time reese what do you got i was just going to say that the way that they drew vegeta in this when he turned super saiyan just reminded me of the broly movie when he turned super saiyan and he was like kind of looking down it's just that same art, artistic style was used and i really like it i really like how it shows every line and the the the, the lines that are black are that dark full black really sort of gives you the shape to the character makes it sexy mm. no i thought i thought it was like a real bit of a callback to that artwork and no it looked really good uh, it was, yeah 
we talked about it not too long ago. When the anime does come back, I am very interested to see what animation style they choose to adapt, whether it goes back to the Yamamura or to the Shintani. Um, I, I hope it's uh, Shintani design. I, mean, I, I like it, especially when took over in um, Tournament of Power against Jiren. That was fucking sick. <laughs> well, Shintani didn't do that. Shintani was the Broly movie guy, but... Um, Yes, the Shintani stuff was the redesigned stuff for the Broly 2018, 2019 movie. Was it 2019? Dude, the, I, I realized that I said COVID was the greatest excuse in the world for, for fucking pushing shit off, but I push, apparently pushed off my memory. The last year has just been such a non-existent thing. Um, yeah, Shintani was what the character designs were for the Broly movie. Uh, Yamamaro has been the character designer since like, 93 I think in all the movies uh, on all the movies I don't know all the movies we'll have to talk to uh, Mr. Fusion about it a friend of the show I'm pretty sure he could give us an in-depth dive on that but my point is the Shintani designs are more rounded less straight jagged crazy specific lines like Basically, doing the Shintani designs allows you to open it up to more animators. It's a more forgiving kind of animation style, and that would lend itself better to a tight production schedule like Dragon Ball used to have. Now that we've had, you know, whatever, almost two years, a little over two years worth of a new story in the manga, they've got plenty of ramp up time. Like they can start pre producing this stuff. Like we thought they did back in 2019. Um, anyway, yes, I can't wait I to see. I thought he did animated. a couple of um, episodes. I thought um, towards the end of the tournament, power the one where Vegeta was fighting Jiren the first time, and he was dodging all Jiren's shit. I thought he came in as a special. Um, no, to do like a few episodes. No, what you, what you might be thinking of is like one of the executive producers for the series uh, basically spun out from the series to go work on the movie and the series uh, producer. And I wish I knew their names off the top, but even I'm not that good. Uh, one of the two, basically there was two series producers for Dragon Ball Super and one of them is split out pretty early on in the tournament of power, maybe even a little bit sooner than that to go work on the movie full time. And then another producer took over and then they kind of also just hit their stride from a complete production perspective and were able to animate some of the most beautiful Dragon Ball episodes you'd ever seen in your life. But, you know, the damage is already done with uh, this meme fucking world that we live in with everyone, you know, beating the shit out of episode six through fucking 33 to death. Woof. You goddamn Dragon Ball fanboys, I hate you. Anyway. Anything else? Yeah, so let's just go back to the key barrage. Sure. Right? Um, as we, you know, Goku kind of powers back up, he goes into Super Saiyan after Vegeta kind of tells him to stop being so damn sloppy, right? And uh, so then he, he goes into Super Saiyan. They, they find and they pinpoint where the blasts are coming from. They fire a blast at Granola, and that's where we get the scene of Granola coming in and doing instant transmission, or he says something about it even being faster than instant transmission. Oh, yeah. And he shows up directly behind both of them. 
And, and they don't, you know, it takes them a, a second to realize that he shows up. But I think what's even more interesting is Goku still shooting a key blast. Granola's behind them and Vegeta has already turned. Hmm. Interesting catch. Vegeta has already noticed. Goku still hasn't noticed and Granola's behind them. So, you know, Vegeta's skills are sharpening as we go. Yeah, and I think that's actually the first time where I was like, "Ooh, I think I I think this might be how the wish from the Dragon Balls is playing out for Granola. The idea or the verbiage of being the strongest in the universe is that like we talked about last month, is that strongest in the universe at that point in time or are you perpetually the strongest and if somebody else gets stronger, you in turn get stronger. So the idea of him being faster than instant transmission, instant teleportation, uh, instantaneous movement, if you wanted a third name, the idea that he's somehow faster than that, but still somehow doesn't realize how he's that much faster or even like what that technique is, he's just somehow able to do it intuitively. I think that kind of backs up what I sort of suspected about the wish. Another example of it is eventually he goes on to, you know, drop Goku in a Super Saiyan form by striking him with a blast in one of his vital points. He gets knocked out. Vegeta has to give him one of two sensu beans that they brought along the trip with them. Uh, he gets revived, and he decides that he will go Super Saiyan God at that point. I guess at this point where he decides to go God, and Granola sort of gives him the... They kind of have like the standoff con con conversation about like, it's interesting that you chose to go with the word God to, you know, uh, considering how ungodly your people are who destroy planets and it, everything about their history is pretty well established at this point, sort of like in broad strokes, maybe not the specifics. Um, we, we learned that Granola is, you know, former inhabitant of this planet, hates the Saiyans, hates Frieza, knows that they're Saiyans, knows that he should hate them. But Goku, also, you know, says like, oh, I thought you were the bad guy. Revenge. It's so strange that you're looking for revenge. I thought you were the bad guy and asks about Frieza's location. So like they've already given us the entire groundwork for them to have some kind of conversation. Likely after Goku gets his ass knocked out again next month, they'll probably have this conversation with Vegeta about Freeze's actual role, what the actual alignment of all the party uh, or or all the players at the party are. Um, Goku's just kind of dumb, I, I guess. Uh, Reese, uh, the thing that you wanted to make sure that you were heard about, which makes sense, is he as he goes into Super Saiyan God form and gets knocked out almost a second time. Yeah, gets knocked out a second time in Super Saiyan God form. He starts to use Ultra Instinct with his red hair. Tell me why that sucks. Because I don't want to see another fucking... I don't want to see Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan UI, fucking Kaioken, fucking times 20. I don't want to see that shit. Why not? It's so cool when it happens, though. Let's, no, it's crap. It's lazy. No, 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 no. It's cool, and it'll get me a new action figure. No. Nah. 
what Goku with fucking silver highlights. Yeah, with red he's hair and silver thin. highlights. He's also a little bit thinner, a little bit more emaciated than he typically would look because he's in the Super Saiyan got God form. And probably got glitter all over him because he's fire red hair with a little bit of uh, silver aura. Yeah, no. Every stripper that I've ever been attracted to in the last ten years. <laughs> See that? I think you guys are. I think you're missing that big time here. What do you mean? I don't think that's gonna happen. No. I hope it's not going to happen, but I mean, hey, we've gotten fucking all sorts of weird shit, so never say never with these guys. But I don't think that's the intention. I think the intention is to show that that the ultra instinct that he's using is more of a uh, – it's a technique. Again, it's like um, a solar flare or, uh, you know, something of that nature. It's it's not a a form – on with the others it's more of a an ability than anything i think that that what it is is i think we got confirmation that says that and and to me this confirms that as he progresses through his different stages ultra instinct becomes stronger and and he has more ability more speed more power you know he can use that as more of a a, a way of movement instead of just pure brute strength. And that's what Vegeta was showing earlier. Vegeta is trying to have him just power through those key blasts, move through those while you're thinking about it. But at the same time, Goku is is trying to find that inner connection of, all right, how do I just be calm, clear my mind, move through this, this scene, and then add that onto my base my super saiyan my super saiyan god super saiyan blue right i don't think that that they're going to add a transformation on top of transformation no it's just gonna look a little bit different than it typically would if it was just regular super saiyan god i don't even think that it's going to look different i mean i don't think it'll look that different either but they're going to be spec when they animate it per se and when they essentially make toys out of it afterward it'll be like Super Saiyan Blue God Goku, Super Saiyan Blue, Super Saiyan God Goku with, you know, at the end of his fucking blue Super Saiyan thing is like a little bit of silver because he's, he's tapping into the power of Ultra Instinct. Like That's so that's why they did this, to, to make so that slight variant. So are you guys thinking that, that he's going to basically go into the Omen form on top of Super Saiyan? No, I think that there will be hints of the omen form overtaking whatever form he's currently in. So it won't I'm not I'm not saying like Super Saiyan one is gonna be instead of blonde hair, silver hair looking shit now. I'm saying it's gonna be regular Super Saiyan blue hair, but also have like some semblance of a, a silver or however they choose to, you know, denote ultra instinct. I guess I should watch the tournament of power again for examples of it, but it's gonna be it's going to be Super Saiyan 1 with a fucking silver tint. I don't think that's going to happen, but... I hope not, but it'll allow them to sell us more toys, so... That's true. <laughs> but I do you know what I do like about this chapter as well? Is in all the drawings, um, they've remembered every time in every panel to put Vegeta's earring still on him. The earring, man, they know. They know how to fuck that up. Also... Another excuse to make us a new toy. I want Vegeta with a fucking Super Saiyan. Uh, I want Vegeta with a God of Destruction airing on. 
everyone will start drawing on their Vegetas that they have with a little gold pen, a little earring. <laughs> nope. I need a Toei sticker on it to make it official or else I'm all set. No, thank you. Um, okay. So before we wrap up this chapter, then uh, they make the conscious decision to have, uh, well, Vegeta really makes the decision for them. Goku, you fight him first. Uh, I'm stronger than you. If you fuck this up, I'll take care of it. That's basically what he says, which I thought was pretty boss. Maki and Oil, not so happy about that decision. Uh, they figured that the two of them would fight Granola together and kill two birds with one stone, I guess would be the clearest way to say it. And, and they seem a little distressed that uh, Vegeta opted to, to not fight them at the same time. So we know that uh, Alec and Gas are on their way to the planet. I do wonder if it's going to be, it's going to be one of two things. Either Goku gets his ass knocked out again, like by this, this vital striking uh, vital point strike that he continue Granola continues to roll out during this fight. He's already knocked him out twice or shouldn't say knocked him out twice. The second time he didn't actually knock him out. He didn't the sense you being, but he's like, all right, now I'll get serious and go super Saiyan blue. Like, dude, quit fucking around. How about that? Just this one time, Goku, just this one time. He's either going to get knocked out very early in the fight next month, and then Granola and Vegeta will have some kind of preamble before they inevitably fight, and maybe that's when they piece together that Vegeta's a piece of shit. Vegeta. That Frieza's a piece of shit. Um, and that they are not friends with Frieza. Maybe they piece that together. Or maybe while Goku and Granola are fighting, we will get uh, oil and gas, uh, Alec and gas, rather, uh, to show up on the planet and Vegeta's like, oh shit, I'll take care of these two clowns while you take care of this one. And it could just develop into a, you know, them having their own individual fights, uh, two on one in Vegeta's case, potentially, or maybe he just fights gas by himself and Alec is kind of left off on the sidelines. Um, curious to see what happens next month. Any, any predictions y'all want to get out so you can be vindicated next month by them? No, but I would say like, uh, what I actually found quite funny in this chapter as well was, when Granola was just saying like how powerful he was and Goku out of everyone goes, oh, someone's a bit overconfident or someone's confident. It's like, really? That's coming from you, Goku, out of every fucking person it could come from. One of the, I kind of went off a little bit on a, on a rant before, but like one of the things I sort of glossed over is another thing Granola does in this chapter is he uses something similar to Hakai energy and Vegeta, you know, remarks about it being similar to destruction energy. So we have a precedent for him using something faster than Goku's IT, uh, instant transmission, instant teleportation, instantaneous movement. I'd be I am, I guess. Rest in peace, aim. Anyway, uh, if he's using something in the vein of destruction energy, it could lend itself to the idea of he's just perpetually always one step above the person who's just under him in terms of power in the universe or whatever. Like, next month could just be a slow, like, graduation of them you know seeing how far those power limits can go like they they could really choose to pad this out if they wanted i feel like goku granola and vegeta meeting this early on in the arc has already been a little bit of a reward i feel like they might string us along and pad this out so let's not gloss over the fact that we get a, a nice picture almost right at the end of vegeta standing in an Ozaru footprint. He remembers. It's like he's been here before. Right. And this is also at the same after that uh, he has heard 
granola talk about his right eye and how his right eye can basically see the blood flow through uh, through Goku's body. That's how he combats instant transmission and is able to land a, a deciding blow on him while he's in um, Super Saiyan God form. Do we think that the Cerulians were the originators of the Scouter? Oh, I like that. Interesting question. I like that. Eye technology. Do we think that the Cerulians were used by Frieza and were used up by Frieza to create the technology that went into the Scouter technology? It would make sense that they, um, at the beginning of the Broly movie, they do introduce Scouters and say this is the new technology to be able to do it. In terms of the timeline, that would marry into that idea perfectly in terms of the canon. That would be interesting. That could be it. But even were the Cerulean's wiped out, you know, way beforehand, even the original scouters, were they developed off of that technology that they had gotten when they wiped them out the first time? The Saiyans had the scouters, right? But I, we don't know. Did the Saiyans originate the scouters? Did Frieza originate the scouters? I don't Frieza, Frieza brings the scouters to them. Yeah, so I wonder if, you know, they had gotten that technology from the first the first time that the Saiyans came to the planet and destroyed it, they took that technology back to Frieza. Frieza then develops it, gives it back to the Saiyans as a, as a, a weapon to use against other planets and other beings. So I, I, I guess the question would be in the early chapters when we see Granola and flashbacks and his dreams of his planet getting destroyed by a, by a Saiyan, does that Saiyan have an... I does that say have a scouter on the scouter probably wouldn't uh, grow to size, right? Would a scouter grow to size with the Ozaru? It might. I don't know. I feel like I should know this. I feel like it does too. I don't know how Vegeta remembers anything that could happen on serial because just from like a rough thought about the timeline, he would have been between being in the same capsule as a baby and being five years old because Bardock died what, five years after Vegeta was in the capsule from the Broly movie when they redid the whole fucking same backstory. It was five years later, Bardock was coming back to planet Vegeta and yep. Frieza blew up the planet. So I don't understand how Vegeta can remember anything when he would have been between zero and five years old. No, Vegeta was off planet with Raditz cleaning up planets and shit at that point. So he's, he's probably like closer to Vegeta's almost like a full decade over the, older than Goku. I think it's like eight years actually. He'd still only be a kid. And yeah, but if, he, if, he's eight, if he's eight years old, but Goku's born, and if Goku's fucking like th two or three years old by the time the end of the Broly movie, he gets blasted off to Earth. He's he's yeah. probably old enough to remember. He would have, he would have time there for for uh, King Vegeta to have given him some stories about you know. Where they've been, what they've been doing, you know, some He's of old enough to remember being traumatized by watching Frieza put his dad down on his knees and make him his bitch. So, yeah, Vegeta's plenty old by the time all the bad shit on planet Vegeta happens. But like being 10 and remembering specific fucking details about an alien race that you might have just so happened to exterminate one time 40 years ago on one day at work, like that's a different level of memory that you might need to commit to, you know. It would have been cool if, like, in Granola's memories, he sees, like, Kid Vegeta, I reckon, like, on the planet. 
on the time when the Saints attacked in the Azari form and shit? I mean, honestly, we talked about it when the when the dream chapter happens. It looks like it's Vegeta's widow peak, maybe uh, in the Azaro form. Uh, also, it could look like a million other Saiyans in the Azaro form, and I'm just imagining that it's Vegeta because of the widow's peak. But if they tell us next month that Vegeta remembers the planet and where he's at and sees those footprints, and that's what triggers his memory, and that he's the one who destroyed Planet Serial for Planet Frieza or Planet Frieza for Frieza back then, yeah, that's. That tracks and that makes sense. And then he's got every reason to fuck up Granola because Granola will be rightfully upset and try to, you know, extract his revenge and Vegeta will defend his life. And then I'm like, hell yeah, next month on Dragon Ball Z, I'm going to read it again and it'll be wild, just like I predicted last month. Wow. <laughs> You're vindicated. Vindicated. I am so. Yo, I predict that at the end of this arc, Goku and Vegeta are going to uh, be uh, the winners. And, uh, you know, if I'm not right next month or the month after or the month after that, it, can you tell I feel a little passionate about um, how ridiculous that kid's existence is and how he needs to just <laughs> shut the fuck up and be thankful for his position in life instead of acting like a goddamn victim all the time? Can you tell how, how perplexed I am by that entire existence of a person? Ugh. Anyway, I want to thank Marcus and Reese for joining me for these manga reviews. If you are a patron, thanks. Appreciate you guys these uh we're going to be moving most patron uh discussion to a discord server so we're gonna look out for that you fucking nerds um marcus get me parting words for the people nah man i'm good reese yeah don't listen to anyone else only listen to this podcast no listen to all this shit but then come back to this podcast and realize that all that other shit is run by a bunch of goddamn nerds who don't really give a shit or they only give a shit about making a buck take your pick us on the other hand just, you know, give us five bucks on Patreon. We'll be your friend. That's that's the math there. Good fucking math. Make <laughs> sure you rate and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Share it with your Dragon Ball friends. It's the end of the show. Don't give a shit. Watch this be like one of the more popular down, downloaded episodes in a long time. That won't, no one shock me. But this won't make its rounds through a few Discord servers. <laughs> Discord nerds go on and talk your shit.